recent fatal drone attack killed three U.S. service members in Jordan and injured many more. Produced by Defense News and Military Times, this is the Early Bird Brief. Each morning, we bring you the defense and national security news of the day. We talked with Military Times Pentagon Bureau Chief Megan Myers for an update on the rise of attacks against American forces in the Middle East. What does it all mean for our defense and security? You'll find out. I'm your host, Jonathan Lairfeld. Today is Monday, February 5th, 2024. Hey listeners, it's Simone. Before Jonathan joins you, we wanted to provide a correction to a story that aired last Thursday. When discussing tensions at the U.S.-Mexico border, we incorrectly described a series of events between a migrant mother, her two children, and the U.S. Border Patrol. To clarify, the Border Patrol had been blocked from accessing the river in Eagle Pass, Texas, after the three individuals had drowned. We regret that error, and we appreciate our listeners who pointed it out. Hi folks, our conversation was recorded ahead of a recent developing story. On Friday, January 2nd, the U.S. military launched an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria used by Iranian-backed militias and the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Quds Force. Officials told the Associated Press it was the opening salvo in retaliation for the January 28th drone strike in Jordan that killed three U.S. troops. The U.S. strikes, which were carried out by both manned and unmanned aircraft, hit more than 85 targets, including command and control headquarters, intelligence centers, rocket and missile locations, drone and ammunition storage sites, and other facilities. U.S. Central Command said the strikes used more than 125 precision munitions, and they were delivered by numerous aircraft, including long-range bombers flown from the United States. One official said B-1 bombers were used. For the most up-to-date info, please be sure to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter and check out our coverage across our platforms. Hi, Megan. Thank you for making time for us. As our listeners know, there have been a lot of attacks lately in the Middle East with the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas, the various incidents with the Houthis in the Red Sea, and of course, the various strikes against American troops in Iraq and Syria, now Jordan. So what are you hearing about what the ongoing U.S. response might look like? And could that response open up a wider war in the region? So it appears that the response is going to be more of the same. And that is to say that they are trying not to open up a wider war with their responses. The Pentagon has tried to be very surgical and precise about how they respond by rather than, uh, you know, by attacking Iran directly for funding these groups, they are attacking, you know, sites where Houthis uh, are known to be launching missiles. They're attacking warehouses, other facilities in Iraq and Syria, um, where some of these militias keep their weapons so that they're they're basically trying to degrade these groups with minimum, you know, minimum human casualties without creating any sort of bigger conflict. Sure. So let's talk more about the state of play. For those less familiar, why are Iran-backed militias attacking U.S. troops across the region? And 
Are Pentagon officials saying this will continue or that those attacks might escalate? So Iran wants the U.S. out of the Middle East, um, specifically out of Iraq and Syria and Jordan, where we have been, you know, deploying troops for a long time for the defeat ISIS mission. And the Pentagon said back in October when when these attacks first ramped up, that they expected them to escalate. Um, and since then, they've said, you know, we're not making any predictions about the future, but you can see you know, what the recent past has shown, and that is at this point more than 160 attacks since October and about 60 of those since the new year. Um, I know you heard recently on this issue from Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and I know he just returned, of course, to working in person at the Pentagon after that uh, controversial absence due to surgery complications. But what did he have to say about all of this? Um, He said, you know, what the Pentagon has been saying the entire time, which is that, you know, they reserve the right to defend U.S. troops in the region. They reserve the right to respond at a time and place of their choosing. That is the talking point. Well, I know you've reported on some of the negative health outcomes that sadly have followed these attacks. I was wondering if you can tell us more about the growing prevalence of TBI. Sure. So there have been about 80 injuries reported um, since back in October. And all but fewer than a dozen, maybe, of those have been TBI. There have been a few, you know, bumps, bruises. There are now um, some soldiers who are in Germany for follow-on care after the attack in Jordan. But mostly it has been people being evaluated for TBI and then quickly being returned to duty um, while still being monitored for those symptoms. And for those less familiar, TBI is traumatic brain injury. Can you recap for us arguments from those who say that Biden and the Pentagon are not doing enough to deter these attacks? Sure. So, you know, Iran sits at the center of this and there, you know, is a camp of lawmakers and, you know, national security community experts who think that if you want to deter Iran from doing something, you need to go after Iran, you know, whether that is specific attacks in Iran or going after, you know, Iranian officials the way the Trump administration did um, a few years ago, um, assassinating uh, an Iranian official in Iraq. They think that 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 is the, you know, that's the logical step to kind of escalate this response because so far these kind of piecemeal attacks on facilities or, um, you know, missile launch sites haven't deterred any of these groups. Well, I remember seeing that the U.S. and Iraq were in early formal talks to end the U.S.-led military coalition formed to fight the Islamic State group in Iraq. Is that in response to all of this? And have you heard any further details on what that might look like in the near future? Right. It's not. So it's they're calling it a higher military commission. And they first announced that they were going to, to set this up back in August before this kind of barrage of attacks had begun. Um, so this is something that Iraq has been discussing with the U.S. for a while. And that, of course, can't really be separated from the fact that there are officials within the Iraqi government who are loyal to Iran. And Iran wants the U.S. out. So there's feelings in the Iraqi government that maybe if it's not a full withdrawal of U.S. troops in in Iraq, then it is sort of a, a rejiggering of troop presence um, and this defeat ISIS mission. Got it. Have they shared any more details about when future meetings might take place or is that up in the air? They haven't. There was a recent announcement that the commission was going to begin, um, but there have not been any actual scheduled talks yet. Just to wrap up, what questions have Pentagon leaders really yet to answer about this situation in the Middle East, either from journalists, from lawmakers, from the American public? What what do you think still needs to 
get some clarity from from Pentagon officials. You know, it's difficult to say because they are being so careful about the way that they talk about it. So there, you know, there are a lot of questions about why not directly hit Iran or what can you do aside from some of these piecemeal attacks? You know, and they say we're not trying to open up a wider war. So we are not trying to do, you know, anything more serious than what we've been doing. It remains to be seen what the response to the attack in Jordan will be. There may be a little bit of an escalation. The Pentagon has said clearly that they consider the attack in Jordan an escalation. And so they may escalate in return. The Pentagon also hasn't really said this week whether they're considering any sort of change in force posture in the Middle East because of that, because of these attacks, whether that's sending more troops and more air defense systems to protect to protect against some of these attacks, or whether that's, in fact, pulling troops back to take some of them out of harm's way. Those are really questions that they haven't answered yet. That's it for us this morning. To get more of the top stories and breaking news, go to defensenews.com slash EBB to subscribe to the Early Bird Brief newsletter. Please give us a like, rating, and a comment wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on social media at defense underscore news and at military times. The Early Bird Brief is hosted by me, Jonathan Lairfeld, and produced by Zimone Z. Perez. If you liked our conversation today with Megan, be sure to check out her work at militarytimes.com. Our editor-in-chief is Mike Gruse. Have a great day.